You're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. As believers, we come from a lineage, uh, a heritage, if you would, of suffering, of persecution for our faith. But for the most part, here in America, we've been shielded from that. We've been preserved from fully understanding the connection between being bold and faithful witnesses and suffering the pains of persecution. But I have a presumption that that preservation from persecution may not last in our nation. And of all the things that I could have ever been wrong about, I certainly hope that I'm wrong about that. But just in case I am not wrong, I wanted to hopefully try to prepare you this morning with a message that we're calling, Don't Be Ashamed. Hey, welcome to Chew On That. Hey, my name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. <laughs> every week, every week I dance when that music starts coming out. <laughs> this, is, this is the first time I caught you in my peripheral. <laughs> hey, so we're discussing week number trace, the third week. Yeah, I was, I yeah. was, that's three. That's yep. three. I was like, did you misspeak <laughs> for a second there? <laughs> the third week from the sermon series to Timothy. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. To Timothy. Sure, 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 sure. Again, my name is Pastor Keith. Joining me, as always, is the uh, eccentric. Yes. Megan. <laughs> What's up, yeah, Megan? You are eccentric. You are. Yes. I, could, I could be Adventurous, eccentric. bolsterous, yeah. eccentric. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I like Megan. this. Wow. I, I feel really hyped up. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> and joining us, as always, is Pastor Dale. Yes, I'm. <laughs> and the usual boring <laughs> yes. other guy. The guy here. that just is a, a wet blanket. <laughs> Can we get him off the podcast, please? <laughs> He's just contractually obligated get to be here. here. Yeah. So here's what I think of when I when you hear you say two Timothy, is I see Paul going into a room and there's two of them. <laughs> Wait, one Timothy, two Timothys, twins? I didn't know. Wait, who's been doing this church? Oh Are you doing that church? Who's doing? Yeah, that's what I think of. Instead of the that's second funny. letter written to Timothy. Well, you know what I love is how they have names like Paul. Timothy. And then there's all the other guys that even Pastor Sean can't, okay. <laughs> Pastor Sean, like he could probably speak Hebrew. Like, I yeah. mean, he's like, he's there. Right. And yep. he can't even say those names. And he, I'm like, I mean, who are club. those guys? You. <laughs> who named Hot them? Yep. Serious. Yeah. Uh, I should have written down one of those names and we should have tried to pronounce it. I oh. can't even remember. Uh, yeah, I know it started with an O. Yeah. There was that one. <laughs> on, on a Cipherus or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Nice. Hey, that was good. Yeah. Nice. Good job. Yeah. Well. Wow. I don't even think I, I don't even think I said it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so cool. Um, what do we know? We know that this is going to be a fun podcast to talk about. Well, see, that's well, that I don't believe that because that's not what you were saying before we started. We pressed record. Yeah, I think um, I can tell you this. Like, you know, if I, I've heard people say that uh, sometimes big churches are seeker friendly churches, and they'll say messages that will be like, "Oh, that may uh, made me feel good on the inside. Mm. I'm happy." And and this message is is was more of a it, it was more of a message where it's hard to hear. But it's something you need to hear and be reminded of, especially even in that intro where he talks about it, where the reality is that we may be in an era where persecution is on the uptick, Yeah, you know, and, and to the point we do see it, we see offenses, we see things where now, I mean, I grew up, when I became a Jesus person, when you said you're a Christian, people were like, oh, okay, cool. You know, not a big deal. But now I feel like telling people that you are a Christian mm. has brought in this, this wall of offense. Yeah. To it's, where, like a, it's a hot topic. Yeah. And so it's easy to just go, nah, I just won't, I'm just going to, I'm just going to live it with my life. I'm not going to tell people like, you know, because of the offense, but like, but then Timothy talks about that. He talks about not being ashamed, mm. not to be ashamed. And so I kind of love that pastor talks about this. I thought this message was really, really good. Yeah. I thought, um, and to the point where he made some points where I was like, whoa, yeah, okay, all right, let's do it, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, but the reality is there. Um, you know, it's not in any of our clips, but he talks about if if I was sick and you had the cure, yep. I would be so mad if you didn't give it to me. 
Yeah. And I think that's how we have to look at the, you know, having Jesus in our lives. It's the cure to all. Yeah. Yes. And if we're not willing to share it with people, you know, there may be people who go, why, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. Why didn't you share that with me? So, yeah, that was, if you're, if you're keeping record, that was almost clip number two. <laughs> that's where it would have been placed in the, in the yeah. clip process. Cause I just go left to right when I, when I pull the clips, but I know the clip you're talking about the, if the, if, if, if you, if you told me that in, in my crib, uh, there was a cure for cancer and you could have just given it to me yeah. right away. So I wouldn't have got it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would look at you then and be like, what, well, why, yeah. did, why, why didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, my experience with, with this message, because uh, yeah, well, everything you're saying, Dallas, it's, 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 I believe it. Yeah. I 100%. I I just have never felt it. Yeah. You know, then that's a, if you haven't listened to the, the the sermon again, I think that our our listening audience has, has already either been in attendance or watched it online. Yeah. Um but yeah, the 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 whole sermon, I I it was almost like a foreign language to me. Like, oh, I I I've never felt really persecuted from this. Mm. And then when he explained about going into China and smuggling Bibles, I'm like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. That's I, definitely something I've never had to think of. Um in my experience with, with my friends and the general public, I, I'm, I'm almost certain that everyone around me knows I'm a believer, mm-hmm. but I've, I've never felt weird about saying that. I've never yeah. felt weird about, uh, well, I guess one instance, a couple of weeks back, somebody, I was talking well, for like a, a side, uh, side video. I was going to help their business with a video and we got on to just talking about life yeah. and, um, and I, something, we talked about something about, about life. And then I asked him, I was like, are, are you a believer? And he said, no, no, I would be, no, I'm absolutely not a believer. But I, I, di- I didn't even like hit a speed bump on that. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, what I'm going through as a believer is, and I just kept going. Like I was, imbi- I was oblivious yeah. to, to him saying, no, I, did, I didn't register that I should like be ashamed of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't have, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I've really experienced shame for my belief but, in the areas in this yeah, country. But and- that could be my being sheltered. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that we're, we are blessed and America has been blessed um, just for a long time. And we haven't seen persecution. Like you said, when you say you're a Christian, people are just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, the good Christian. And that's been the reputation, but that reputation is now becoming something else. And unfortunately, yeah. I do feel like that stemmed out of a lot of uh, political discourse and conversation that yes. like has nothing to do with the Christian themselves. The Christian hasn't changed. Okay. Yes. But the beliefs haven't changed. It's a, it's always been there, but yeah. the conversation and the nuance has changed. And so that is where I feel like there is the, the hint of persecution that we're seeing like, okay, oh, wow. Well, if you're saying that about this, what would you do? You know, so there's consequences essentially is what I'm saying uh, based on what people are saying. And so, yeah, it's it's a not fun conversation to have, but it's one that, um, I mean, I've been having with my husband for two years. So this isn't like, I wasn't shock and awe when I hear pastor talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I've been saying this for two years. Mm-hmm. So um, I get it, but yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, I think this this show's going to be interesting. Uh, at least for myself, it's going to yeah. be interesting because I think that sometimes I I have like I, I feel like going into a show, I feel like I have some talking points. Like, yeah, I feel I feel pretty good. Well, mainly because I have a little bit of an advantage because I pull the clips. Mm-hmm. So I mean, <laughs> I can always kind of curtail yeah. it to something I can talk about. Uh, but this one, I don't. I I don't know. I don't. I'm I'm definitely walking into this show as I don't know how much I have to talk about on the persecution part. So I'm really excited personally and selfishly to hear your guys' take on it. So with that, let's party. Uh, I believe that persecution is progressive. It starts small and it starts young. It presents itself in rules that are contrary to truth. It presents itself when kids are told that they can't do things in the classroom that they are commanded to do in the scriptures. Like pray or read or share these scriptures. It it progresses into having to tolerate everyone else's opinions and beliefs even when they defy our opinions and our beliefs. It's labeled in being called repressive by a culture that represses us for holding our beliefs. And that type of culture creates a climate of fear and of shame, which have been two of Satan's biggest weapons in his attack against the advancement of this gospel since the beginning of time. 
And so this letter to Timothy was intended to prepare him, to equip him, to push past that barrier and to be bold and faithful in preaching the message of Jesus. It's, you know, I love, Pastor said a couple weeks ago when asking, you know, why don't I, you know, why don't you guys preach on what's happening right now? And, and he says, because the Bible addresses it. Yeah. You know, what's happening now happened then. And so I love that he's equipping Timothy in this, that this is, and, and, and this is a second letter. So, so Timothy, we know a little bit about Timothy. We know about him uh, starting churches and, 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 you know, the good that's happening in that. But even in that, he's saying, don't be ashamed. And I don't think it's a knock on him. I think it's a warning to remind him that there are going to be people who are going to come and, and you're going to have good relationships with them and you're going to have good rapport with them, but they hinder you from speaking the truth. Mm. And so I think he's encouraging, don't be ashamed. Don't let fear or doubt come in. And because you have the good news, like that's how we look at the, the, the Bible, our life. We have the good news. And so don't be ashamed to share it. And don't be ashamed to tell it. And and I know, and we 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 you addressed it earlier. Is like, you know, we we have this reputation, but that doesn't mean we should stop because of it. I think we should still continue to share the good news. To I, I love it. We used to do a, a, a series called "What's Your Story," and we have this saying where we say, "I can't tell my story without Jesus." So that's like the best way to tell the good news is to tell it through you. As, as saying, this is what God's done through me and he wants to do through you. And so I, I but it's true though. You know, we are coming to an age, you know, we're, I, I would agree with you. I think when I look at some of my friends and comrades who are um, non-believers, there is this rapport, but I'm hearing stories from younger generations who are like, who are, are instilled that Christians are the enemy. Mm. Like that is something that is in them. My daughter lost a friend because of her faith. Wow. I mean, this was a friend that in elementary school, they like, they were two peas in a pod. I remember that. I remember them seeing each other and hugging each other on the first day of school and being so excited that one year they were in the same class again, like we're in the same class. And now I ask her, Hey, how, 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 how is your relationship with so-and-so? Oh, she's not my friend anymore. Why? She doesn't like them a Christian. And I'm like, what? Like, like, and I said, well, have you said anything or did you give her a hard time? Did you like, did you like, you know, I'm trying to see if making, I want to make sure that I, I'm not, you know, my daughters aren't like, you're going to hell. Like, and you yeah. know, I, she doesn't do that. <laughs> it's just the fact that she had faith wow. and that she went to church. That was enough for this friend who oh. she considered a best friend to, to, to walk away. And so like, that's the reality is, is even in those moments, I'm thankful that my daughter hasn't given up yeah. and that she's still, you know, talking about Jesus and, and bringing other kids to church and things like that. And so I'm thankful for that because, you know, if my best friend was, well, no, I did have that moment. I, it's so funny that I'm like, oh, that never happened to me. It did happen to me. It happened to me in, in uh, eighth grade. Uh, yeah, he probably don't listen to this podcast. His name's Jeremy Shockley. <laughs> if you do, Jeremy, you can email Dallas at Dallas at yeah. I'd love to catch up with you. We can talk about that moment where you said, I can't be your friend anymore because you're a Jesus person. You know, he didn't say Jesus Sheesh. person. He said, because you're a Christian, I can't, I can't be your I friend. I see. Anymore. I've never had that. Yeah. I've and never had, I, I, I don't believe I've ever had that experience yeah. in my life. Yeah. If anything, being a Christian for me and this, yeah. gosh, it makes me sound, do, is this a good thing to say? I, I've only ganged friends from it. Well, that's I've, I've only ganged experience and, and yeah, I've never had somebody say, you're, you're being too nice of a person. I can't be friends with you. <laughs> well, and this was a person that knew me before Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's the reality of it is too, is I think he knew me before Jesus. And then I gave my life to Jesus and he's like, I don't want to go down that path. Wow. And so like, and it's interesting. And pastor talks about, I don't want to say it, but like the reality of it, it, it happens. And so I even remember I put on this song, uh, this band that was a Christian band and they were a Christian punk band. And so they sounded really, you know, awesome. And, and he's like, he goes, I like this. And they say their name and then, and then they say, you know, their name was officer negative. And it's so funny. Cause they're like, that's a Christian band. They were, but they said in the beginning of the song, we're officer negative and we love Jesus Christ. And I remember my friend going, 
oh, you got to be kidding me. Like, he, mm. But he said he liked it. Yeah. Oh, I like this band. It sounds really cool. Until mm. they said that, and then he was instantly out. And so, yeah, it's, so yes, persecution. I can't even say it's, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's been a thing. Well, yeah. in the, it, like Pastor Sean said, it starts small. Yes. And so um, maybe us now, we're older adults. We didn't experience what your kids are going through right now in school. And we do hear a lot. I mean, I was just having a conversation with uh, Pastor Becky uh, about what some kids are like experiencing and they're like desperate for Jesus and for healing because of what they're experiencing in school. Yeah. Like it's breaking them up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's how it, they're the vulnerable. So fear and shame is his attacks. Those, those are vulnerable like yes. kids yeah. who huh. are vulnerable to that. Did you have something you looked like you were going to No, okay. no. I'm like how I started this clip with, I, I'm interested to hear your guys' take. Yeah. Cause yeah. I really feel like I'm just going to be the person going, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I didn't see that coming. Well, but here's the thing. Just because you haven't experienced something personally doesn't mean that it's not happening. Right. Yeah. And so right. I think that's for all of us Christians, no matter what circle, maybe you're in a really great circle that loves you and you, Jesus has blessed you without having to experience some of these things. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like there are people who are actually around the world, there's people 100%. who are being killed. Right. And so yeah. we can't, we can't deny that or say that persecution isn't happening because it is. Yeah. It always has been and always will. And, um, well, you know, we have the end of the story and yes. we know how it ends and it ends with kind of a mega persecution of Christians, right? And yeah. so there is that reality too. And we know that we're like, we're steaming forward always towards that. That's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I think I have had prejudice and racism in my life. Mm-hmm. So I've had that. Yeah. And and how, what you just said really stuck out. Like just because it doesn't happen to you doesn't mean it's not happening. And that right. yeah. that's a good thing for people to hear. Yeah. You know, like racism. Just because it hasn't happened to you or you don't see it does not mean it's not happening. Yeah. yeah. And, and I grew up in 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 a time where especially in at, you know in the city I grew up in, it was mm-hmm. just it was prevalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was hidden. It was hidden, but it was prevalent. And yeah. and that I I guess to relate to it's like this is prevalent. It's happening with people I know. Yes. You know, though it hasn't happened to you, you don't see it. Doesn't mean it's not happening. I I never for once would say that I wouldn't be that ignorant to say that because I mean, I know you leave our borders and it's happening. Yeah. You know, like how Sean was saying uh, about smuggling Bibles into China. It's like that happens. That's real world stuff. But I am a little privileged in in my Green Bay, Wisconsin Christianity that it's not happened for me. Yeah. You know, so do I, do, do I, do I thank God for it, for the ignorance? You know, do I thank God for the blindness? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe, but I love hearing, you know, your guys' take on Dallas's take on it. He grew up in a different part of the country. Yeah. yeah. You know, he had an incredibly different experience in, in his part of the country. I love that. And maybe even, you know, the better question for us to even be talking about is like, so what do we do if this happens, if something were to come to our doorstep, yeah. right? What does that look like for us as Christians? How, what should we be doing in, almost in order to be prepared for if that yeah. were to be the case, right? Mm-hmm. And so we can't, we don't have a whole lot of personal experience to draw off of, but um, we have that angle and that, in that lens. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. And so he's sitting in prison, a dungeon, a hole in the ground with just this little opening above him so that a little bit of light and a little bit of air could come in. And he's, he's writing one final letter to his friend Timothy to prepare him to receive this really serious gospel charge. He, he had finished his work. He knew that he was about to die. And so he wanted to hand this ministry, if you would, over to Timothy, his young lieutenant, his right-hand man. The time had come for Timothy to step up and take responsibility of the leadership over the churches at Paul had started. And so Paul's giving him this letter that's difficult, it's weighty, it's full of challenges. And the reason for that is he wants to get him ready for the heaviness of carrying the mission and the mandate. So we talked about the first charge last week from verse six, that Timothy should fan and aflame the gift that the Holy Spirit had given him to preach and teach the gospel. And Paul was essentially communicating that the Holy Spirit had given Timothy the power to accomplish everything that God had asked him to do, and he's given you the power to accomplish everything that God has asked you to do as well. 
But what he hadn't given Timothy and what he hasn't given you is a spirit of fear. I, 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 that's the key. And I think that's the focal point of Second Timothy is the Holy Spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit fanned to flame your gifts, but also the Holy Spirit to guide you, to give you strength to, to not uh, be afraid or ashamed or walk in fear. You know, that the Holy, <clears throat> excuse me, the Holy Spirit, I, I can tell you this, like that when I, when I l- l- allow God's presence to come into me, he'll, he'll give me boldness that I didn't think I had. He'll give me words that I didn't think I could come up with. I mean, he'll, he'll put me in positions that I was like this, wow, how crazy is this? And I think that's really the key to it is, is Paul's tem- telling Timothy, don't do this on your own merit. Don't do this with all your skills mm-hmm. and talents. And I need you to trust the Holy Spirit because there is going to be a time where you're going to feel persecuted and you're going to want to give up and you're going to want fear to come, but don't do it. Allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen you, to guide you. I love, you know, the scripture calls the Holy Spirit, the counselor, yeah. the helper. Yeah. You know, these are things that's why Jesus said, I have to go so that the Holy Spirit may come. He's saying that because he is going to help everyone at all places. And I love that Paul says, hey, in these times of persecution, lean on the Holy Spirit. Don't lean on your good works. Don't lean on your attendance. Don't lean on on how much of the Bible you know, which all are great things, but lean on the Holy Spirit. He will help you and guide you and get you, give you the strength and you didn't think you had it. Yeah. Um, I heard that, I guess I haven't counted for myself, but I heard that do not be afraid is in the Bible 365 times. Stop so it. once for every day, right? Do not be afraid. And so, I, I mean, Keith's looking at me like, really? Oh, wow, that's an interesting tidbit <laughs> there. Because that I didn't count, so I could. it could be wrong. You can Google it. <laughs> uh, it but you know what? I, I love that idea. And I do, know, I do know that do not be afraid is in the Bible, right? So we can, we can rest in that. But um, fear is so strong. It's like- it, it can overwhelm you. And um, to just know that God has told us every single day, do not be afraid for I am with you. Is it She's true? right. Oh, yes. 365 roughly, times. Roughly 365 days. Roughly. R- roughly like, because <laughs> so leap year. Yeah. Because like every now, every now and again, there'll be another yeah, one. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I, it, God's giving us a very clear message there. Like, I am with you. Yes. Do not be afraid. That Even so when you're good. coming up on all of this stuff, I know it. I see it too. Don't worry, but you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. going to leave you. Yeah. So I, I, I read a stat in, in school and it, I don't remember the exact number, but I remember the stat was stunning that some high percentage of all wars that were ever fought in the world's history were all holy wars. Like a staggeringly mm. large percentage of, I was assuming Dallas is going to have his phone out already. Oh, right yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> there, there are wars were fought over, over gods, over mm. beliefs. Yeah. And I, I find that like interesting because like the belief that if we win this war, our God's stronger is a real thing. Mm. It's a, it's a real thing today. Yeah. That's interesting. And is it, is it more of a, is it a fear-based or is it a, I'm right based? Mm-hmm. You know what that reminds me of is like the Egyptian magicians, yeah. like producing the For same sure. miracles, right? Like our God, our God can do what your God can do. Ta-da. Yeah. You know, like what, why do we need to, why, why do you need to do that? Yeah. Right? Uh, I found that there were seven. <laughs> seven holy well, crusades. The seven crusades. Well, the seven so. crusades are, those were prevalent. Yeah. So Yeah. Those are those are named based off of the like the Crusades were named based off of holy wars, but like the per, the the fighting that goes on is yeah. rooted in 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 the fight between my gods better than yours. My 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 brain I think kind of had a, I had a brain fart in googling. And I was like I don't know what to Google. I was like how many holy wars were there? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, those, like, those, seven. Those will be the, 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 the I mean, fine seven. Yeah, yeah. But it was during but, during because the term holy wars. Yeah, you t- you learn about that in school, and that's when they say, well, the, the honest to goodness truth is that most wars have been fought on a religious standpoint of some point or another. Well, yeah. I mean, even look at what's going on now in yeah. wars. I mean. I'm even going to leave Russia, Ukraine out of that, but I'm going to say like, uh, what about Israel and Pakistan? Like that is a total, that's a conflict of for sure religious beliefs. Right. And so, and it's not, it's not included in one of the seven. (laughs) So, and those things are new. And again, we, how blessed have we thought about this the other day? 
uh, all throughout Europe, cities were leveled, like leveled in World War II, right? Yeah. And um, they've rebuilt. How blessed are we? We No, Green Bay wasn't leveled. Geographically yeah. speaking, it'd be very difficult to level the United States. Yes, it would. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. pretty flat. Especially in this. It's pretty far out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty flat. <laughs> well, especially just based on um, technology today, we see people coming. Yeah. You know, yeah. we got oceans to see people coming. Right but now. in other parts of the world, yeah. they don't have oceans in between. Right. I mean, it's, it's like, yeah. it's like from Wisconsin to go, oh, we're going to start war with Indiana. They ain't going to see it coming because yeah. they won't see it coming because we're, we're right next to them. You yeah. know? And yeah. that's how the rest of the world is. But the United States is mm-hmm. very fortunate because we have, yeah. uh, we have Canada, who's our friends. We have Mexico that who's our essentially our friends. And then we have oceans to separate us from yeah. other major threats. Yeah. I, I know I'm going to let you finish. Cause I think, I think I know where you're going. Um, I don't know. Where was I going? I, oh, thought, I thought you were done. Oh, I don't oh, sorry. <laughs> I, no, well, I was going to say, it's funny because, so we're talking, we, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll read scriptures like, you don't, God's not giving us a spirit of fear and don't be ashamed. And, mm, and yeah. we'll say easier said than done. But the reality is it was not easy for them. Yeah. Like right. in the, in the day they live and in other countries, it was not easy. And we could easily go, well, yeah, gosh, I mean. And it still isn't. It's, yeah. And like, okay, they're getting really persecuted. Like it's getting bad. Okay. You know what? Let's just say like, try your best. I know it's hard, you know, like, right. it, you know, it feels shallow. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's why I feel embarrassed to say like, well, I, you know, I don't really understand this topic. Yeah. Yeah. I, Cause I mean, everyone I say, I'm a Christ follower. They're yeah. like, Oh cool, man. Or that's fine. Yeah. You know, I don't feel persecuted at all. If anything, I've only ganged friends and ganged happiness yeah. and ganged peace. Mm. So, so yeah, even, I, that's how I feel embarrassed by to say that. Yeah. So even in, I mean, and it's funny because then we go, that's, that's, you know, go back to the person writing it. He's in prison, right? He's in chains. Mm-hmm. He's been beaten and he's been, mm-hmm. he's been stoned. He's been, you know, uh, I mean, all these bad things have happened to him. And in that he could say, it's hard guys, try your best. You know, it's hard, you know, yeah. but he's like, no, don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Like he, because he knows that even through his toughest times, God and the Holy spirit is still with them to help them. And so he's saying that with to us too, is like, Hey, even through your tough times, because here's the thing. Our tough times to us could be as big and as bad as what Paul went through. And God, and the answer is still the same. Don't yeah. be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Lean on the Holy Spirit for strength. Yeah. Something um, I feel like I've kind of been just f- sensing from God is because I've been bringing a lot of this fear to him. Like, God, I'm scared of these things and I don't want, I don't want fear, right? I want you to replace that with peace and like, Lord, what, what do I need to do? And, uh, something that I've, I've been hearing and sensing from God is to just stand. He's like, if you can stand, I will sustain you. I will hold you and I will fight your battles, but I just, I need you Mm -hmm. to stand because when you sit down and you know, you cover your head up with your blanket and you're like, I can't do it. I can't, I can't even go outside right now. Then God can't fight for you. He can't fight those battles for you. And so y'all, you got it. You have to stand and it is hard, but he will sustain you. I just, I just came out of a season of my life where it was a, Mm. it was a turning point where what you said just hit me like a thing of bricks. Like it resonates with me. Like, like God, God has spoken to me Mm -hmm. a lot in the last couple months, even that's just, you know, if you, if you want to go do, you want to go run away, go, that's fine. You're, you're, you're saved. Yeah. But if you don't want to do that, you got to come, you got to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to, you got to run, mm. not, not just kind of be drugged by me. Right. Yeah. You know, you have to run with me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's. Uh, I, I think I said in podcast earlier, I'm trying to do like a verse of the day with my kids as we go to bed. And, and yesterday we did James four, seven that says, so humble yourselves before God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yeah. And we broke that down as there are two things that need to happen for you to, to, you know, to win. First, you need to humble yourself to God. And I explained to my kids now humbling is, is, is surrendering is saying, you know, you are greater. And so I am surrendering you. And then in turn, it says when you re and then resist the devil. But I think if you do it out of order, it's, it's not going to work. I think you need to humble before God first. I think you have to get to a point where you say, God, I'm, I am, 
surrendering you so that you can move through me. And then he'll give you the strength and the power to resist the devil to the point where he'll be like, all right. And it says he'll flee. So I, because my daughter goes, what's flee? And I go, flee is like, you bolt it, you run. Like, and so imagine what would cause the oh, devil yeah. to run in such a place. I mean, cause sometimes we, we, uh, we illustrate the devil when we resist him and he's like, all right, maybe next time. And he kind of, no, the scripture <laughs> says he runs away. Yeah. Like and tail between his legs. And so when yeah. you resist, he runs, yeah. he flees. So why why is that? I think it's because we humble ourselves for, before God. God is moving in us and he realizes I can't win this battle against this person because God is in them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we have to remind ourselves when we are strengthened by the Holy Spirit is to say, I'm going to humble myself before God and it doesn't matter what the enemy, what this world, mm-hmm. what persecution is thrown at me. I am, it's going to flee because I have God living in me. Mm-hmm. And that rhymed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's really good. <laughs> DJ Dallas in the house. Shoot. Did you, did anyone listening when, when Dallas said, well, Kennedy asked, what's flee? Did anyone think of. Flee from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yes. No. He's a great bass player. <laughs> I see Dallas just going back being like, higher ground? You never heard it? <laughs> no? All right, Kennedy, we have another lesson here. Never mind. So and so when you live in a world that is filled with people who love the world and who love darkness, when you bring them the light of Jesus, they're going to hate you the same way that they hated him. Aren't you glad you came to church today? I just came here to encourage you. I just came here to encourage you that everybody's gonna hate you in Jesus' name. Here's another angle. One day, Jesus was speaking to his brothers, like his real brothers, not his homies. He was talking to his real brothers. So at that point, they didn't believe in him. They were, they were uh, arguing with him constantly about the way that he was going about ministry. And so Jesus said to his brothers, hey, listen, Jack, the world can't hate you, but it hates me. And it hates me because I tell it that what it does is wrong. So Jesus was saying, listen, guys, the world can't hate you. It's impossible because you belong to it. It's gonna love you. It's gonna welcome you. It's gonna be kind to you, but it can't love me. It can't welcome me and it can't be kind to me because I don't belong to it. And so I'm gonna be persecuted. And I wonder, can the world hate you or is it impossible because you belong to it? Because you're just like it, because you talk like it, eat like it, drink like it, entertain yourself like it. You're no different than it. Does the world love and accept you as its own? That's slippery. Uh, Martin Luther, one of the boldest men in the history of the church, he said, we should always preach the gospel message the way Jesus did, so that after our preaching, men who've heard us will either hate us or hate their sin. You know, I heard once, um, things are either of God or they're not. I say, I heard it once. I, I understand this concept. Uh, things are, are for God or they are not for God. They are of God or they are not of God. And um, I can think back to, you know, my walk is like a kind of Jesus person, like a lukewarm Jesus person where, no, I wasn't, I didn't call stuff out. Cause like I was a part of it. You know what I mean? And even yeah. I was a part of it and I knew better, like, well, I know that Jesus wouldn't want me to do this, but I'm still doing it. So like, it wasn't offensive to anyone because I wasn't telling some, you know, my friends like, no, we can't do this or, you know, no, I'm not going to do that. And so I think there's a, a point here that Pastor Sean's getting to that um, as you become that seasoned Christian, you realize, okay, things are of God or they are not of God. And when they are not of God, am I strong enough to call that out in like a, in a loving relationship way, right? I'm not talking about like just shouting it on the rooftops, but like, do you confront those things? Uh, I have a a wonderful friend who I love her so much. And um, I I tell her all the time, like, if you see something in me, you tell me. And she's like, oh, Duh. She's like, you know, she'll, she'll go up to any of her friends, friends. Okay. Friends. And if she's seeing something where like they're out of step or they're out of line and she's, you know, she knows it. And she's like, Jesus is telling me, I got to tell you about this and you need to, you got to focus on that and fix Mm -hmm. that. And so, um, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. Good friends do that. And that's, that's, I mean, that's the difference between a having just a lot of friends and just good friends is good friends will will put you in your place and they'll, 
they'll give you good convictions that you need to hear. So I, um, it's interesting because it said, you know, he's talking to his brothers and he said, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I, you know, people hate me. They don't hate you. And I, I asked myself that question, like, what is it about me that stands out from the world? Mm. Like, what is it about me that makes, um, that people go, yeah, yeah, you're, you're not into everything I'm into. And, and I had to kind of self-reflect that. And I realized that, yeah, there's music that I used to love that before Jesus that I just can't listen to anymore. And it's, and it's not because it's like, well, I'm a Christian. I can't, no, no, no. It's like, I just hear and I go, ah, it just makes me sad. Yeah. Like to the point where I was like, this is a great song. And now I go, ah, what a sad song. I get that way with TV shows. TV shows very similar too, where you go, I just can't, you know, anymore. I can't watch that. There's a series of movies. And here's why am I not naming them? Because I don't want people to just go, okay, I can't like it either. Like, no, you need to let the Holy Spirit convict you in that. And so there's a movie series that I saw the first one and loved it and then gave my life to Jesus. And I was like, yeah, I can't. Like, I just, you just look at it different. We're not, you know, like you said, we're not of this world. And so like, there's things where I go, yeah, I just, I just can't. And so- in my conversation with with you know non-believers, I go, I just just I just can't. It's not for me and stuff. And sometimes people are like, that's cool. And some people are like, what? What, what why? You know, like I, you know, I I worked for a guy that would give me a hard time about my faith and and like, you know, he would make fun of, he would he would literally he literally called me an idiot because I tithed, which I thought was interesting. He he said, That is you are an idiot for doing that. You could invest that, you could do this. And I said, I am investing in that. <laughs> I am. It's, it is an investment. Like I'm investing into the kingdom. I'm investing. Oh my gosh. You, and how much is it? 10%? Oh my gosh. It's, you're such an idiot. And I'm like, why stop? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I like, it was just, it's one of those things where every time I would talk about, he would bring up something and I go, ah, it's just not for me. And he, and now I'm just not, I'm not into that. He would just be so mm. angry about it. And so it's funny. Cause I go, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But the, now I have two instances of stories where I'm like, yeah, people gave me a hard time about my <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was like, well, you're pulling those yeah, out of the woodwork. Yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just <keep> significant <laughs> milestones. Yeah, I just keep life. remembering. Yeah. But I mean, I, at the same time, it's not like you sit around and fixate on those because we know yeah. we follow mm-hmm. Jesus. So we're going to be persecuted. Yeah. Count it great joy. Yeah. And so there has been times uh, for my family in the last couple of months where they've been up against stuff. And I've just been, you know, sending text, count it great joy. Yes. When oh. you're in that position, you are building reward and stock in heaven. And so, yeah, yeah. Keep standing. That's right? great. Dang, that is really good. You are on fire today, man. Fire. Holy smokes. <laughs> wow. The, I, I I also, I would say the last probably three, four years, uh, have noted the media that I, that I take in that had, to, that had to, that there's, there's a change in there. I don't, I don't watch the same stuff on TV. In fact, we, we don't watch a lot of TV mm-hmm. much anymore. Yeah. My, me and my wife, uh, watch a lot of sports. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, it, that matters. Mm-hmm. It, it matters to to us, and and I don't know. It's not because like it's because that stuff is bad. And you shouldn't do it. It's I just grew out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I just I don't know when I when I watch some stuff. It's like why would I watch that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not perfect either because there's yeah. some movies that I would say, oh, "Did you see that?" And like I I'd be cautious on who I asked that yeah. to. Yeah. You know, um, because you know some people are further along the line on that. But with like songs, um, they're I, I, uh, I'll go through periods of just listening to worship music for like a month or two straight. And I, I, and I do note that one that happens, the temperature gets warmer in my life. Mm, Yeah. So much so that there are times where I'm like, I have to, I have to bring secular music back in because it's getting too hot for me right now. Mm. And then when I bring secular music back in, it's like, I go, I get further away from Christ. Mm. Ooh. And then there's another temperature thing that happens where I'm like, I need to bring secular music back in because I don't feel like I'm... I, or worship. Christian music back in. Yeah, yeah worship, worship music. Or the worship music, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, worship music back in yeah. because I don't feel like... I feel like I'm losing... Mm-hmm. I, I guess I guess for people that watch movies, like I, like, I feel like the force. Yeah. yeah. Like in Star Wars, like I, I feel the Holy Spirit leave when, yeah. when that happens. But I feel yeah. very strong in the force yeah. Yeah. when I have worship music. But mm-hmm. with that comes a declaration of war. Yep. Yeah. And when that happens, the enemy comes around and, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's even like, I, I, sometimes it's visions too. Sometimes I see yeah. too much information and I can't process it. I can't even mm-hmm. right now. So I just need to, I just need to take a breather. I need to, I need to play 
classic jams weekend on 95 nine or something <laughs> just 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 for saturday and sunday yeah. but then i'll notice if because keith's an idiot that, that like all of a sudden the weekend turned into four or five days turned into mm. a week turned into yeah. two weeks and be like my gosh i haven't even listened to like this this album's one of my favorite I, I won't say the artist but it's it's a christian artist but like this album's my favorite album and i haven't listened to it in like in a month mm. yeah you know and then all of a sudden i'll and my wife will know i'll just have it on repeat where it'll just be that album just be going yeah. for weeks but yeah it's a uh, by no means am I a pro at, at mm-hmm. Christianity. And, and I absolutely, I, I, I won't ever uh, avoid letting people know and letting, you know, on the show, admitting it out loud to anyone listening that, mm-hmm. I mean, there are some things that I don't think I'm a pro at. Yeah. And there's, I shouldn't say something. There are a lot of things <laughs> I don't think I'm a pro at. And that's, this is normal. And I have yeah. to believe that my story isn't unique and that somebody else listening feels these same things mm-hmm. and is going through these same things. And I say to you that I don't know what you think of me, mm-hmm. but I also go through these things Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and we, we get better together by, by not stuffing it under our pillow mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, and thinking that we'll just sleep it away. Yeah. I, you, you remind me of two things. One, when you said that about like the worship music thing, and I, I realize I have a similar thing where I have a, it's in a way it's like, um, I created a playlist when I'm just really, really just, I feel down. I feel, I feel just like just wanting to give up. And, and, and the playlist is called when I want to give up and it's just great worship songs. But I go, why is it that I, that worship music has become a thing where it's like my, like my, my, um, my emergency, you know, break glass, you know, in, in case of emergency thing, I think it should be something where it's continually in my life where I'm continually allowing, you know, me to position myself in God's presence. And so I got convicted of that. But the other thing I got convicted about was my, my love of sports uh, just recently. Um, Cause I, I am from, I am from the West coast. And so uh, I love uh, the Phoenix suns. They're my favorite basketball team and they've had some great years as, as of late. And uh, except for this series, they were just in and I got convicted because um, the last game they played, I mean, sports fans will tell you, they got whooped, <laughs> like whooped to the point where even commentators are like, what is happening? And as I'm watching this, I'm feeling this sadness, almost depression mm-hmm. to the point where I had to stop. And I wrote in my prayer journal, I love sports, but I love you more, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I love basketball, but I love you more, Jesus. I yeah. love the Phoenix Suns, but I love you more, Jesus. And I got convicted to the point where I have to remind myself, I can love sports, but not enough to the point where it's a God. Mm. Because of what was happening is I made this team my God and they let me down and, it, and, it, and, they, and they hurt me. And I'm like, this is just a team. These are guys that are like 10 years younger than me trying to, they're just- and- yeah, a little more. So, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, and I'm, I'm going like, come on, man. Like, you know, you know, and the reality is, is it's, it's competition, but it's also entertainment. Yeah. And that's what I had to remind myself of is like, you can still, you know, root for them and you can still, you know, even when people go, oh, you know, if I wear a shirt, oh, you, that team stinks. And I just go, yeah, they had a bad year. Instead of going, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. ah, you know, like, and, and try to defend them. I don't need to defend them. They're just a team. They're a yeah. team that I root for because they entertain me mm-hmm. in competition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I had two of those con- kind of convictions, uh, you know, as of late because of that. Yeah, the, the the statistic that domestic violence goes up in the city of Green I Bay know. when the Packers lose is just like heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, uh, but with that being said, if my wife is listening, uh, when she when we first got together some 15, 16 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, Packer games, I was loud, and, <laughs> and I was, I I think I I think, hun, that I was always uh, when the when the game was done, I was just cool with it. I was yeah. just like, I was like, ah, oh, that sucked. Gotta, yeah. Anyway, you what go are we doing for Wisconsin dinner? Wisconsin sports. <laughs> you gotta shake your hands and just go, oh, Wisconsin yeah. sports, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you just gotta I, shake. I, that I don't up. think it, yeah. it lasted much longer after the game was done, but yeah. uh, probably so close. But I know that some people it does. <laughs> yeah. and I know. Yeah. I know that yeah. some people, and that's the because it happens to you. And I can think of a few of my friends, like mm-hmm. they go to this church that definitely we, they've spoken to me. Like, I just can't watch. I can't, it's yeah. not good for me. Like, uh, but here's the thing. Yeah. Like that doesn't make them less of a Christian. That no. doesn't make them because I, I, I'll be open and honest with the things that I struggle with. Yes. And the enemy's kind of like, he knows where yeah. he's like, a, he's like a cracked 
basement foundation. We all have a cracked basement foundation in some regards or another, mm. but he knows where that water can just leak in. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of water. Maybe yeah. even so much that the it, rains can come and go and you don't even notice it. Mm. Yeah. Right? But then all of a sudden, 10 years of these rains come in, and you're like, oh my gosh, there's mold foaming right there. Yeah. Well, how did that even happen? Yeah. You know? So that's the 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 takeaway from this segment, I would say, that because these sports happen doesn't mean you're better or worse Mm-mm. than the rest of us. It just means that at least you can identify yes. where your, where your cracked foundation is like mm-hmm. Dallas. And maybe we can get an expert down there to patch it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, and then also, but then it's, it's one of those things that's, it's on my list of things to remind me I'm not of this world yep. that I'm going to look at yeah. sports, music, movies. We're all going to look yeah. at entertainment yeah. and, and life choices differently because we're, we're called to look at it differently. Yeah. Yeah. There is no neutral ground. And that's what I'm hearing you guys say too. Like, I think you can get to a place, even in sport, if you've ever been to Lambeau field on like a crisp noon game, you see what it looks like for people to like worship a sports team. Right. Like, but as you said that sentence, I was like, it just immediately brought, happiness to me. Like, Oh, yeah. that smell and, of, smell yeah. of brats in Nothing the air. Nothing wrong with it. Our but city like, is like all united for a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, a second. Yeah. But you know what I mean? There, it, yeah. it's still, that isn't necessarily, that's not God's. It's not necessarily bringing glory to God. I think some of the players uh, do right. If they acknowledge God, but like yeah. at the same time, you gotta, you gotta know where your priorities are and where your boundaries are and like how far you're going to go into something and how far you're not. Like, are you going to start to look like the world when they lose? Right. Cause oh, I, I love we that. see how the world looks like yeah. when the Packers lose, mm-hmm. but, or are you going to be like a godly person who like, no, I ain't going to look like the world mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. Same oh for my, anything else. That's great. Nice. I, I would, I would start the next clip, but I do want to say this out loud. I, is anyone else like excited for football season? <laughs> It's September yet. Like it's not Memorial, but like, as you were talking, I'm like, gosh, I, cause I'm not a summer fan. Yeah. Like it's all right in, Swimming? in the season. <laughs> but, but fall is my, yeah. oh. I like a crisp. As Megan was talking, my heart just went, ah, oh, <laughs> Green Bay's fall that lasts six weeks. Yeah. Those six weeks rock though. Yep. We are called to be separate from this world, to be different than them. Uh, Paul says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is passed away. Behold, the new has come. And so as you live for Jesus and walk in holiness, you should be changing. You're not going to be who you used to be. You're, you're going to be different than the people around you, which is going to make people throw shade at you. But remember your calling. You're called to be holy, to be a light. Anybody can be like the world. It takes zero courage to be like the world, but it takes real courage to be different, to be holy, to be set apart. Okay, so I, the first thing came ahead listening to this this clip is the importance of community. Because what, what, you know, it's true. We are called to be set apart. We are called to not be of this world. And I'm telling you, if you're listening and you're not, you know, and you're not in community, it's very hard for you to be set apart because set, being set apart without community is loneliness. Ooh. And loneliness will cause you to give up and quit. So it's so important that you put yourself, like Megan said, around people where you go, hey, if I'm not acting right, will you tell me? And they go, oh, yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> Like that's, that is the community you need people that will help you and get you. And so if you don't live in green Bay and you're like, but I love life church, that's great. Go find a community church to be a part of. That's great. We love that you, you listen to us, but be a part of a community because you will have no issue being set apart when in community than out of community. So like, that was my takeaway is like, and community is so important because I think the reason that some people are of this world is because they're like, if I'm not, I have no one. Mm. And I think that's why it's like, don't just check in and check out at church, be in community. And I know some of you guys are going like, yeah, but it's easier said than done. I'm not, you know, I'm not an extrovert like you. I'm not an extrovert all the time either. Like it's a, it's a muscle I have to stretch. And it's, a, you know, it's one thing to go, hi, welcome to church. That's one thing. But another thing going, hey, you want to get lunch this week is another thing. Like, hey, do you want to hang out? Like, like there's times where I have to go, yeah, I got to do that. I have to be in community with people. I can't just see them and go, that's enough. No, like you need to do lots. 
life with people. And I think that's that's my takeaway from this that I thought was really, really good. It's just like, don't don't try to do this on your own because it'll be really hard to be set apart when you're lonely. Yeah, for sure. And when you change, when you become a Jesus follower, you get baptized or you just decide like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done with all this other stuff. I'm, I'm moving forward with Jesus as my, my Lord. I mean, you might lose some relationships. I did. I sure did. I I couldn't hang out the same way with some of my friends and they noticed. Right. And, um, it's, it can be awkward and what's even sometimes more awkward is when they kind of still hang around in your life. Like they, but they want the old you, mm-hmm. but now you're a different person. And of course you still love them cause you're friends and like you, you have a good friendship built up there, but like you can't give them the same part of you that yes. you used to be able to. Yeah. And, um, but like Dallas is saying, there's more for you. You're going to get better friends. You're going to find mm-hmm. a better community if you go out and look for it. But yeah, if you, if you kind of cut off those old friends and then you just sit there, that's, that is total loneliness. Yeah. I, so I thought that was an awesome point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As you said something, I, I related to something. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, uh, I had a, a group of friends from high school Yeah. and, and I got sober, uh, shortly thereafter high school, but yeah, I, I would say my sobriety was, uh, it lined up with, with my coming to Jesus. Yeah. And yeah, I, I remember in my twenties being like how it felt lonely, like, Mm. On Friday nights, they didn't call me because, I mean, they were going into bars and that's, you know, that's what mid 20 year olds do, I guess, in this town. Yeah. And, and, and I remember like a few times. Or they come to the porch. Being like, Hey, you know, you guys can, I can still invite me. I'll still, I mean, I don't have to drink to hang out. Right. And then, uh, you know, that just natural progression of life, you know, they're still, they're still, I would absolutely still call them friends, but I don't see them much, maybe once a year in passing. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, like I, I, I say this a lot too. When I came to Life Church, I had no idea that I was how lonely I was. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that I, I was in search of new, better friends for this part of my life. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what I found coming here. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I had no idea that I, I, because a lot of my, a lot of people that know me would say, "Well, you know a lot of people, mm-hmm. right?" Uh, Dallas jokes that everywhere we go, I know somebody, and I do. The mayor of Green Bay. But that's the, my nickname for her. But, <laughs> but, but, the, but the thing is, it's like, well, I do know the mayor of Green Bay. So, but the thing of it is, is, is uh, I, I would say my, my group of friends, like my, like people that that's pretty, that's a smaller circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I too, like, like Dallas, like when I'm in the lobby, like at the end of service, I, I have like mini panic attacks because <laughs> I, large groups of people kind of, kind of scare me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm out there anyway. And yeah. because I, 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 I I want to be out there because my friends are out there. Yeah. I want to be out there because the people mm-hmm. I love and care about are out there, even if they don't know that I love and care about them. You know, so I, I definitely, I do it. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll go home and I'm, I get, I'm exhausted because I'm, I'm not an extrovert. I can put in, I can play oh, an yeah. extrovert for short, short spurts of time really well. Then I need a nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh, same. but I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I have a question for you. You usually have questions for us, but I have a question for you. I be- feel like I've been out of source for this one. Cause like, I, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I can talk on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, so you, um, you've been at life church, I mean, on staff for three years, mm-hmm. um, you know, but been going for a while, but I, I want to, I I'm curious, what were people's reaction when you said, Hey, I'm um, leaving this company and I'm going to go work for a church. Yeah. And then what was the reaction when you're like, Hey, uh, not only am I going to work for a church, uh, now I am getting credentialed to be a men's pastor. Like what was their reaction to that? Uh, Leaving a a normal job. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was a corporate uh, video editor Yeah, and I managed a team of, of, of digital media technicians. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone was super supportive because cool. again, I didn't, I don't live like, I don't live kind of like pretend Jesus person. Like mm-hmm. they knew my stance. They knew on Sundays I volunteered every Sunday. They knew that mm-hmm. God was a part of huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. I talked to the CEO of the company, uh, I, to whom I, Glenn Meekham, I respect incredibly. He's like been a mentor and a kind of a father figure for me for that season of my life. And I still talk to him here and there, but, um, I told him, uh, what the job was and, and, uh, and, and he blessed me with like stock in the company that I was working for. Cause like, if you work an X amount of years, you gang stock yeah. in the company. It's called vested, vested stock, vested interest. And, uh, 
And so by coming here, I knew I was going to lose a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I was going to lose like the possibility of retiring in five to 10 years or, or not kind of money. Yeah. And he said, I, I brought up, I was like, so I, I know I'm going to lose the vested stock, but I, I, I would like to, to cash out on what I have. And, and mm-hmm. he said, no, you, you just have it all. That's really I'm cool. Like, have it. He's like, yeah, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to get in God's way. That's really cool. And my direct manager, because I, I I told him about the proposition to come here, mm-hmm. and then the next day, I his name's Nathan, to whom I also respect. He's a he's a deacon, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm not mistaken, in, in a church in Pennsylvania. And and the next day, I'm like, you know, what? it was it was a silly idea, Nathan. I just want to keep keep doing this. He goes, you can't put that genie back in the bottle, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you have to go, and if if you don't leave mm. voluntarily, I think I'm gonna tell you you got to now. Mm. Wow. And I, and I was scared. I, I was like. Yeah. But then Nathan was doing it for my best interest. He's like, mm-hmm. and him and Glenn are close and they knew how it wasn't faith. Yeah. And they said, we're not going to get in God's way. This is, God has brought That's this cool. to you and go and go and do that with the church. And then when I became a pastor, I don't know. I, I, I th- truthfully, the people that would oppose have an opposition to it. Mm-hmm. I just don't have in my life really. Yeah. And like, they just don't have much weight. Um, you know wow. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh yeah, gotcha. I, I mean, exactly. I, we had a conversation I did with um, some friends, I think, just after like this sermon, and uh, we started talking about like what other people's opinions are and blah blah blah. And I was like, man, like I'm so far past other people's opinions when it comes to stuff where I know that I'm called because I'm like, look at all this other stuff I've got to deal with. I don't, need, <laughs> I don't have to, I don't need to necessarily like deal with that. Right. So like, I think back to, uh, yeah, when I started a church, I'm, I'm glad you had that experience. I felt like my experience was <laughs> okay. <laughs> Really? A church, really? Really? Yeah, like um, oh, wow. I see. I know, feel like, like I just. I feel like I'm in shelter. I feel like I'm, <laughs> really? I feel like I'm an idiot here. You guys have lived. I don't real, think so. I, I haven't. <laughs> I think people were just like confused. Like, oh wow, I didn't know you were so holy. You know what wow. I mean? Like, like that kind of judgy attitude yeah. Yeah. almost. And it's not that anyone was like, wow, you know hate you. Okay. Bye. Or like, mm-hmm. you know wow. what I mean? But it wasn't like that, but it's just like that subtle undertone of like, okay, they just, it's like all of a sudden you show them who you really are. Mm-hmm. Right. And a Jesus person, and they uh. can't really handle that. Cause they like, they don't get it. Cause they're not Jesus people. Yeah. And so if they're, if maybe they want to be Jesus people and they've been looking at you as like a, a role model and a leader. And I think that you are a role model and leader for a lot of people who want to be Jesus people, but just aren't quite all the way in yet. I think they're going to like cheer you on. Cause they're like, okay, that yeah. guy's going there. Like, that's what it looks like to be a Jesus person. I want to be like that. Yeah. And so it, it totally is like, who's, who's around you. Um, what are their opinions and what mm-hmm. are their thoughts? That's yeah. going to influence how they react to you. And, no, we're not of this world. So yeah. it's if you're talking with somebody who is of the world, they're either going to hate you or they're going to hate their sin. I love that. I, I love was that. Like, lo- I never <sighs> thought about that before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Whoa. And I think it was a good wake-up call to go like, even when you are speaking the truth and speaking the truth in love, when you're doing yep. that, even if you're like, well, I don't understand. Why are they Why are they angry at me? That's just the reality of it. They're either going to hate you or hate their sin. And you just got to hope that one day they'll hate their sin. But like, you know, I, I mean, I get that every week with the teenagers. Like sometimes yeah. I'm like, I don't know if they, you know, yeah. they get frustrated, but like, I have to pray and believe that one day they're going to go, you know what? I get it. Yeah. Oh, man. Get that, it. that has to, that has to be the forefront of yeah. your, of your mind. That oh, totally. You are changing generations. Totally. Oh, yeah. Right. Changing totally. how things are. I'm, that's yeah. 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 I don't, so we're going to end this episode and, and I think you guys are, I respect the crap out of both of you. Yeah. Right. Like you guys, your experiences are, are your life experiences are good. Your life experiences are, are things that people need to hear because you have a lot to teach. And I, I, I haven't shared the same ones. No, but you still have yeah. a crazy life experience. Yeah, you do. Too. Like, <laughs> you know, You're, we would probably spend another 40 minutes on your life experience. Yeah. <laughs> so. but, it's, but it's, it's, well, as, as I wrap the episode, like my takeaway of this whole episode and this whole week's sermons is mm-hmm. because you don't have that as your uh, reality mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you don't have things of importance yeah. in your reality. Totally. And it doesn't mean that you are any less of a Christian mm-hmm. in your reality. For sure. And, and it doesn't, it it doesn't mean that you are further behind. A hundred percent. What it does 
mean for me is that because Keith, you have never been persecuted. I, true, I'll say that. I don't think I've ever been persecuted for my faith. I don't even think I've, I've technically like lost friends that I would have like otherwise been like, oh, I'm mourning now. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just happened and it's, it's, that's life. I don't think I have, but I'll tell you what, that doesn't mean that the enemy isn't pounding at me yeah. in a different way. Yeah. yeah. And we each have, mm-hmm. we each have our, 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 our demon mm-hmm. that's trying to chip away and just take yeah. this little ax on your tree yeah. and just keep. N- yeah to see if it'll fall. Mm-hmm. And because I can't relate a hundred percent with this episode, it doesn't mean that it's not real. And it doesn't mean that it's not important. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's just, we, we look at, I think we're all going to look at persecution differently. Yeah. Even with you, you said, yeah, I've lost friends. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you know, where you go. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Other people are like, I don't, this is persecution. Like, cause yeah. they're losing friends. And yeah. so I think it's just different perspectives and different ways of, uh, approaching it and having strength through it. And so sure. I totally agree with you. So that's cue that fun dance music now. <laughs> <laughs> that's dance. Uh, thank you for joining us today for this episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and think someone you may know uh, may benefit from the topics we discussed, hey, please share the link to this podcast. Share it, share it, share yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Share it, share it, share it. Share it. Mm-hmm. Rate, review, rate, yes, review. Rate. I know that we're getting ratings. We're getting ratings. We need rev- more reviewings. Well, I don't know. Yes. Type up a comment, y'all. Ta- yes. Let's yes. go. It, it helps. It helps a ton because we want to reach more people with this. Yeah, exactly. Pastor Dallas. <laughs> right. You read some of my script. Where uh, do I go from there? I'll go to the next line. Okay. Okay. Hey, my name is Pastor Keith, and we can't wait to talk to you again next week. Yeah, and you better come hungry because next week we're going to chew on that. Say bye, Megan. Bye. Bye. <laughs>